Jared Brooks has a special. I told Brother Michael not long ago, I was looking through this song, I always liked this song, I had never sang it. I said, you ever heard that song? He said, man, I sure have. I heard the Gaithers. Gaithers do it not very long ago. I said, yeah, I heard the Oak Ridge Boys do it. I said, I really liked it. But uh, tell, kind of tell the story of uh, Jesse Taylor. I laugh when I when I did, when I look through it. He's a he's a cheater, he's a gambler, he's an alcoholic. But he uh, he got his life right with God, and he come back, and uh, the good Lord welcomed him right on back, just like he will with us. So it's uh, it's kind of a uh, brother Michael always says I'm I'm bad about separating. Try not to deal with stuff like it. Best way for me to deal with it is not be around it and separate. But I've heard Brother Michael say several times, bring them in here. Get them here. Let, let the good Lord do them. We need them in here is where we need them at. So, so y'all listen to this as I do the baptism of Jesse Taylor. There'll be a slack in business Cause Jesse's drinking came before the groceries or the rent And among the local women There'll be a slack in cheating Jesse won't be stepping out again They baptized Jesse Taylor in Cedar Creek last Sunday Jesus gained a soul and Satan lost a good right arm They all cried hallelujah when Jesse's head went under Cause this time he went under for the Lord The scars on Jesse's knuckles more than just respected The county courthouse records Tell all there is to tell The pockets of the gamblers Will soon miss Jesse's money The black eye of the law Will soon be well They baptized Jesse Taylor in Cedar Creek last Sunday Jesus gained a soul and Satan lost a good right arm They all cried hallelujah when Jesse's head went under But this time he went under for the Now old Nancy Taylor and proudly speak to neighbors and tell them how much Jesse took up with little Jim. Now Jimmy's got a daddy and Jesse's got a family. Franklin County's got a lot more man. They baptized Jesse Taylor in Cedar Creek last Sunday. Jesus gained a soul and Satan lost a good right arm. 
They all cried hallelujah when Jesse's head went under. This time he went under for the Lord. They baptized Jesse Taylor in Cedar Creek last Sunday. Jesus gained a soul and Satan lost a good right on. They all cried hallelujah when Jesse's head went under. This time he went under for the Lord. Yes, this time he went under for the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jared. And uh, somebody's got to tell those Jesse Taylors about the Lord. And uh, so maybe you'll be the one. Somebody that, uh, you know, there's a lot of good old boys in Ashley County. Uh, good people. They may love to drink. They may love to cuss. They may love to uh, just live life. But they don't know the Lord. They don't have the Lord as their King, as their Savior. And they are missing not out on, really on a, <clears throat> they may have peace and contentment, but it's coming from the wrong places, and it's temporary. The peace and the contentment is temporary. And uh, one of these days, that, that temporary pleasure will be gone. And uh, may we be an example. May we bring people in, not uh, in today's world, uh, it's getting to where, Immorality is being blurred, and it's hard to tell what's right and wrong. Obviously, if we're, we know God's Word, we know what's right and wrong. It's not that blurry to us, but it is to the world. They've, did you know the world doesn't know this book? The world doesn't know what it says. And that's where we get confused. Why don't you know? Why don't you understand? And uh, that kind of goes with the, the message that I'd like to share with you. And uh, head to Jeremiah chapter 37. And we will take a look at a verse in verse 17. The very last king of Judah before the country of Judah fell. The southern portion of Israel as a whole, if you will, the way it used to be. It was divided in two, Israel to the north, Judah to the south. And so Jeremiah chapter 37 and verse 17. Then Zedekiah the king sent and took him out, that's Jeremiah. And the king asked him secretly in his house and said, Is there any word from the Lord? And Jeremiah said, There is. For said he, Thou shalt be delivered into the hand of the king of Babylon. And uh, it, that's a question, I think, if we look at the middle of that, what King Zedekiah asked. He had his own private prophet. Jeremiah was, of course, in and out of, of prison. There were people trying to seek his life and... and um, trying to kill him they didn't like what uh, 
he had to say. They didn't like his prophecies and they were against him. And we'll kind of see how the Lord took care of him. But I want to ask you this. And sometimes you wonder yourself, is there any word from the Lord? What is God trying to say to me? What does God want me to do? That's a great question to ask yourself. Is there any word from the Lord? Zedekiah would never, he, he had access through Jeremiah, but it's too late. You can have, uh, there's people here in Ashley County that we preach and we have our sign. I had somebody one time say, well, there's a sign out on the road and if they want to come to our church, that's their invitation. But folks, 80% of people that have ever come to Promised Land Missionary Baptist Church came because somebody invited them. Personally, somebody invited them. Is there any word from the Lord? People want to hear from you. And you are listening to a portion of God's Word. Just that one simple verse out of Jeremiah tonight. Is there any word from the Lord? What does God want me to do? What kind of stand does he want me to take? Are we inviting any Jesse Taylors to Promised Land Missionary Baptist Church? Is there anybody out there that drinks beer that we could invite to church? You say, well, that list is long. Well, yeah, there's a lot of lost people that need the Lord. Are there any lost people left? Are we done? Do we need to shut our doors? Are we done here in Ashley County? Is there any word from the Lord? Is does God want us to do? Well, folks, sometimes you and I know what to do, but we just don't do it. Sometimes we know what God wants us to do, but we're we don't want to step out of our comfort zone. We don't want to try something. It doesn't mean that you have to go around and saying, Repent, you need to come to church. You need to straighten up. You need to stop doing that. You need to start living right. Well, they won't ever live right without the Lord. They don't know how. They may know right from wrong moral-wise, but there's no inner motivation. Why? When sin is fun. Why? When sin is pleasurable, there's no inner motivation to stop doing what is, is fun. And they say, well, my, my, it'll make my grandmother happy. It'll, it'll make my wife happy. It'll make my mom happy. It'll make my... But that's not motivation. Motivation comes from a desire down deep inside. Zedekiah, unfortunately, because of his own decisions not to take a stand for the Lord. And uh, matter of fact, Jeremiah gave him some instructions To really try to save his life, if you skip over to chapter 38 and verse 15, Jeremiah 38 and verse 15, Then Jeremiah said unto Zedekiah, If I declare unto thee what God really wants you to know, will will you not put me to death? And if I give thee counsel, instruction, advice, will 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 you listen to me? Wilt thou not, what, hearken, listen to me? Then verse 16, so 
Zedekiah the king swear secretly unto Jeremiah. Notice again, it's secretly. It's kind of like, you know any Christians that are, they're secret Christians. Let's keep this between me and you. Now, I just want to, hey, preacher, you know I love the Lord. I've had, have folks, I've had people everywhere I've pastor, hey, preacher, I believe. But I never see them in church. Everyone, hey, hey, I know the Lord and I'm going to heaven when I die. Why don't you live, well, live for him? You know, uh, they say, well, me and the Lord have great fellowship out in the woods, on the lake, by ourselves, in the, in the deer stand. I said, well, y'all do? Then what, have you read the part that says, go and tell the world? Are you doing any of that? <laughs> he hadn't told you anything like that. We just have great fellowship. You can't have great fellowship with the Lord and be disobeying him. At the same time, There's, it's just not in there. It's just not happening. Okay. And so Zedekiah, was it saying 38, 16, as the Lord liveth? And he asked him secretly, as the Lord liveth that made us this soul, I will not put thee to death. Neither will I give thee into the hand of these men that seek thy life. Well, I remember watching that uh, here a while back. There was a big push on. I think it was. I guess it was the History Channel uh, that had that mini series, the Bible, and it went all the way from the beginning, of creation, all the way to the end. It was really good, and uh, there was some parts. And there's just no way uh, any person on this earth can make a uh, dramatization. That's what it is. A drama of the Bible and and be batting a thousand, you know, make it perfectly. There were some things I didn't agree with, but anyway, it was it was I think a an honest effort. But there was one part I was kind of surprised. You know that fellow, I think his, the producer was Burnett. I think his last name was anyway, whoever it was, and and he was making the depiction and he was getting all these scenes. As a matter of fact, if you have your Bible, just chapter thirty nine, verse six. <clears throat> is a, a depiction. Matter of fact, I said, man, he pulled he pulled something right out of the Bible. You really kind of skip over. Uh, Zedekiah was uh, he. Matter of fact, if you read the very last chapter of this book, it says Zedekiah rebelled and basically turned stabbed in the back. Nebuchadnezzar he rebelled against him, and he said, okay, I've had enough. He's my puppet king. He went in. Nebuchadnezzar went in there. He was hunting for him. He was going to kill him. And unfortunately, Zedekiah being this secret follower of Jeremiah, this secret relationship, but he was—he uh, never stood up for the Lord. He never listened to Jeremiah completely. He never completely obeyed the Lord. Matter of fact, if you read it, it says Zedekiah did evil. He did evil. He made horrible choices. And when you make horrible choices, it not only affects you, but it affects your entire family. And uh, Jeremiah 39, verse 6, it said, Then the king of Babylon slew the two sons of Zedekiah in Riblah before his eyes. Also the king of Babylon slew all the nobles of Judah. Moreover, he put out Zedekiah's eyes and bound him with chains and carried him with Babylon to Babylon. Which I, in the movie, in that sh- sh- I said, man, they picked out a gruesome scene and they showed it all. They put his two sons in front of him. 
And then they slew Zedekiah's sons. And he said, this will be the last thing your eyeballs ever see. And he took his thumbs and he took out his eyeballs. And it's in the Bible. That's definitely a PG-13 moment, isn't it? And there's, if you read the book of Judges, it gets worse than that. But what happened? Unfortunately, Zedekiah's choices affected his entire family. Is there any word from the Lord? Head now. Think about this. He, would, he never obeyed the Lord. He, if you read the last chapter, he disobeyed the Lord uh, completely. Head to Acts chapter 9. And here's, here's where we're going to finish up tonight. Acts chapter 9. <clears throat> and verse 6. A very famous response. Zedekiah asked Jeremiah, Is there any word from the Lord? <clears throat> but here in the New Testament, Paul, Paul, he's called Saul here, hears from Jesus. Hears from the Lord. And this should be our response tonight. This should be our prayer. This should be our heart and if anything motivates you tonight, if anything is important to you, if you love your family, if you love your children, if you love this church, if you love Jesus, your response would be this. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? Have any of us in this room tonight ever trembled and actually said to Lord, What wilt thou have me to do? You see the two different ones? He just wanted to hear his own message. His, he, and he called, he get, twice I showed you, he called to him secretly. What, what's up? What's up? I'm a secret Christian, but here he just completely saws it. Paul, his example, trembling. What wilt thou have me to do? Does God see that in us and our church? Does God see that in my life and your life? Just a simple responses. There's, I was looking at different other responses, but that's all I needed was two. How do you, we respond? How do we respond? When God speaks to us, how do we respond? When God convicts us, how do we respond? Zedekiah he just wanted to hear. Paul wanted to obey. Is there a difference? I've had not only people said, slip off to the side and say, Preacher, I believe. Preacher, 
Me and the Lord have an understanding. Well, I've heard a lot of good ones. I, me and the Lord have an understanding. Had one fellow one time, he said, Preacher, can me and you, without anybody knowing, this really happened, can we slip down to the river and you baptize me? That's, that's not the way it works. That's not the way it works. And I try to explain. See, that's Zedekiah. It's just, hey, do me a little favor. You know, and uh, I wanted them to be an open. Just come, and it's all in there. It's all in there. And what was Saul? Lord, what would thou have? Just open, total surrender. That's me, Lord, whatever. If you want me to stand up on the mountaintop, Made like Jared. I may be nervous up here singing, but I'm up here. Amen. I may not always make I, I make mistakes, but I'm up here. I may not do everything perfect. All of us, we all do it. Put a quote. I got a uh, a quote the other day, or excuse me, a request on Facebook from one of my old seminary instructors. That uh, his grandson, Blaine Chapman, Brother Roy Chapman's grandson, he said, Brother Michael, would you write a couple paragraphs about my grandfather and putting together a memoir? For us, it's been 20 years since he died. I said, sure, I've drug out my 1986, still got it, 1986 seminary notebook. I keep stuff like that. And started going through. I sent, after I wrote down about four paragraphs concerning my description of Brother Roy. And then I gave him, and I had them all, 20 awesome quotes from Roy Chapman. And one of them was this. You know, we try to serve the Lord, try to serve the Lord the best of our ability. And one of his quotes was this, where love grows thin Faults grow thick. Did you understand that one? Where love grows thin, faults grow thick. You stop loving your wife, you stop loving your friend, you stop loving your fellow church member, and all you'll see is faults. That's all you'll see. And there's another one I didn't give him. I need to write him back. He said this, and I love it. He said... Love is also the WD-40 of a church when things get squeaky. Love is the WD-40 when things start squeaking. Got to love each other more. Love each other more. Love each other more. As we prepare for him hymn invitation, just say it to Jesus. Say to him tonight, Lord, what would thou have me to do? Father... As we bow before you tonight, realizing that it's up to us whether to, to live for you. It's up to us whether to, to even try to make a difference in our community. Whether to try to invite somebody that we would consider unapproachable to church. 
it's up to us to say, I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing right now to serve you. I'm willing to love people in spite of faults. I'm willing to forgive. I'm willing to press forward. That's your word tonight. You do have a word to speak to our hearts. That's the word you want us to hear. In Jesus' name, amen.